0: Thank you for tuning in to the Natty News Daily Podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by our sponsor, Core Nutritionals. You can check out corenutritionals.com for all your supplement needs and use code NATTYNEWSDAILY at checkout to save 20%. Enjoy the episode.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Natty News Daily Podcast. Dan and I are joined by Ryan, pronounced like Diane. who is coming off of her Miss America win. So we wanted to bring her on the podcast, kind of rolling with that momentum coming off the show and hear from her, hear about her journey and kind of spread her word to you guys. So I'm going to turn it right over to her. Let's get a little bit of intro on who you are, where you're coming from, a little bit of some training background, the usual.
2: Sure. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me to the show. It's a really great opportunity for me to speak on my experience and, what got me into this world of bodybuilding and uh, how my show went. Um, mm-hmm. So to get started about uh, how I started, it started back in 2018. I was part of a gym that was kind of getting a couple girls ready for a show. And I decided, you know, they're doing some extra training. So I want to see what that's about. So I went, saw a show, caught the bug immediately, saw the sparkly bikinis and shoes and just had to give it a try. Um, so then I started training in 2018 for my first show in 2019. Um, I actually got my pro card for my first show. It was with the OCB. Um, and then from there, my first show, actually my first pro show ended up being pushed back because of COVID lockdown, but I continued to prep as if I were to be getting ready for a show. And actually Sammy Joe got me connected with the AMBF and they had an online competition. So I continued on competing through them um, that way. So I've just been kind of rolling with the AMBF for a while now. Um, so from there, I got myself linked up with Kent he, uh He's actually my coach this year. So we right. decided that Mr. America Show was gonna be my go-to spot, my end goal for this year. So we trained all year round, um, had some losses. Had some really great wins, but we finish out with the Miss America with an overall win. So we're really excited about that one. It was very unexpected. You know, I go into these shows and I'm standing next to these massive ladies with these huge shoulders. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, those are my goals right there. And I just, I don't know. I always get in my head and I always think, man, I'm just, I'm not it. (laughs) So then when I end up doing really well, it's just, a, it's a huge surprise. And as you guys can see in person, it was just a major shock for me to take that win.
1: Yeah. The emotions were real there for sure. And for those that aren't aware of like the placings and everything, you beat Shannon, who was last year's WMBF world champ, right? So it was some strong competition that you went up against and Shannon's a very, very well-rounded competitor and a friend of the podcast, right? So that's no slam on her. Like both of you are, are very good competitors in your division for sure.
2: Yeah, it was actually information that I learned that day. Um, I try to I don't invest investigate on who I'm going to be standing next to. If I find out, I find out, but I I try not to get in my head. Um, you know, we're we're in a world where we start comparing each other and my goal always is to look better than my previous show so that was my main goal going into it I wanted to do well of course I wanted to get up on stage with a a lot of other great competitors um, but I did not want to look it up or see who was going to be there but to know that I was standing next to the um, such great athletes um, while I was there was just an incredible experience
0: yeah I'm not sure if Shannon actually announced it or not I know she told me actually a few months back that she was doing it, but she kept told me to be quiet about it. So yeah, that's very cool. But funny.
2: I don't necessarily want people to know my moves. Um, big shows. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that, but I usually keep my plans pretty private. Um, I think I learned that especially when, um, there were some things uh, with COVID reopenings and just the way that formats of shows, um, were being put out where they had to kind of have like a, a timeline and a roster. And there was a show where there was a roster put out and the, my only other competitor looked me up and bounced out of the show. The- oh,
0: she saw quads <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I don't want any of that.
2: Honestly, like I, I could have done. <laughs> into it and just psych myself out but I was just like you know I you worked so hard for so long why would you do do something silly like that um but mm-hmm. I can definitely understand wanting to keep things private
0: so what was yeah. this season like compared to your COVID season with a little more surety and you know you knew shows were actually going to go down this year
2: uh well you know it's actually kind of the first show that I did in person. Um, it was an OCB show. It was probably one of the biggest OCB shows I've ever seen.
0: That was in 19, was... you said? In
2: 2020. That was
0: 2020, okay. For
2: 2020 in Syracuse, New York, it was, I think it was the only women's...
0: That's Halsey's show, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the New York State Natural, yeah. They I, I good, wasn't at they that, that one. A yeah, show it's, a, it's a very quality show.
2: of men's... Pro men shows, but this was like the biggest pro women show. Um, so there were a lot of competitors there um, to include. Do you do you guys know Flo? She with the IFBB, but she she's like a previous Olympian, just a stellar physique and just an overall amazing person so to be up on stage with her I was just like oh my god um but it was the biggest show that I've ever been to as far as the uh, pros go at that time Um, and then everything else after that was kind of like it was either I was on stage by myself or I was on stage with one other person so it was just a huge difference in um the way that I was being placed because I have some size on me and a lot of the ladies that I was going against also have great muscle and great size on them, but they were just a smaller frame. Um, so for me, I just looked big, you know, and conditioning and getting leaner was my biggest takeaway, my biggest feedback from judges. Um, although they all said that I have the perfect shape for figure, Um, It was just by the people that I was going up against, I just had to come in tighter and tighter and tighter. So with the shows that I did this year, I only took one first place before um, the Mr. America show. So going into it, I was like, man, I just want to come in leaner. (laughs) Like they've all been asking me to. Um, So going into the show, going into the Mr. America show, I was just overall trying to get as lean as possible just to see where I can get.
0: So let's, how much did you end up, tighten up yeah. from, from the show prior to the Mr. America t- up to Mr. America then? And what was the time frame in between those two?
2: So I ended up adding, the plan was never to do my, so with my job, I'm a property manager in Florida and I do short-term vacation rentals. So I have a very weird schedule when mm-hmm. I can So I can compete right in between spring break and summer, and then right after summer season. Um, So I usually just do one spring show, and then I'll do one fall show. But the goal uh, with adding two surprise shows at the end of summer, early fall, was just to kind of see if I can dial in a little bit more. Um, It worked, but I don't know if my body adjusted as well as we wanted it to. It was... Um, It was hard for me this season because I started out already lean, so my body wasn't really adjusting to getting leaner and leaner and leaner. Um, I didn't have a true off-season. I I hopped into the AMBF Key West show in December, so I had maybe from mid-December until February to have an improvement season, which isn't long enough. So I kind of was just slowly dialing it, dialing it down for the Mr. America show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So two, two questions coming off of that. Right. So obviously if you're doing, you know, back to back seasons, frequent shows that tells me that you're not, you're obviously not growing a large amount in between the shows and it's more conditioning things. So that then tells me that most of the muscle, if not all the muscle you have, you grew prior. So I definitely want to dive into like, where you were before bodybuilding right because there was obviously a a great foundation built there but kind of more relevant to like this year what was the process of tightening up for you because we like to dive into sometimes like the techniques and the philosophies that some athletes and coaches use was it just dumping on cardio you do any different tricks or tips or or what was it
2: so previously i did a hybrid style of training where it would be like a high intensity plus bodybuilding. um, It was more focused on higher cardio. Um, And I think the change to just bodybuilding maybe wasn't what my body wanted to react to right away. So it took some time in adjusting with my coach in order to get to where we wanted it to be like you said the muscle it was there my muscle has always been there from being in sports most of my life so really the the hardest thing that i have to face is the conditioning part and trying to figure out how to maintain the muscle and then also lose that fat so that's that's where it became my biggest challenge this year was we got all this muscle, and it almost became my downfall. Where some judges were saying your muscles might be a little bit too big for figure, so you might need to go into physique. I'm like, man, but that means I need to get leaner, and that was my challenge this year. It was getting leaner, so a little bit of a fight. Um, but previously, yes, I played a lot of sports, um, mostly soccer, so I get those okay. quads from running around on that field. Um, And I did that for most of my life. So that's where I get that frame from.
1: Okay. And did the lifting kind of come in starting out like sports performance and then transition to bodybuilding kind of along the way? Or did you really only start like bodybuilding training around that period of time that you first started competing?
2: Um, So it was around 20, I think it was around 2016 when I joined, um, like I said, like a hybrid style of a gym gym where there's all different kinds of training. There's hit. there's strength training, there's Olympic lifts. So I was doing a lot of those style of training and not necessarily with bodybuilding. But then once I was introduced to getting ready for a show, I realized there was a change in the style of training. And um, while also incorporating the bodybuilding movements. Now I didn't start getting into a bodybuilding style of gym probably until 2021. So that's where I started seeing change in my body is when I started working with machines, cables, and getting away from the Olympic lifts and, you know, throwing dumbbells over my head, uh, which is a lot of fun. I, I still do it every once in a while, but I've really changed the, the style of training that I've, that I've done just because I want to make sure that I'm building the muscle and not tearing it down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, this is almost unintentionally a reoccurring theme with the podcast as we get these high-level athletes on or, Mm -hmm. you know, guests of of any nature, and they all have very unique backgrounds. And quite a few of them didn't really start bodybuilding until later on. They build a foundation with powerlifting, or we just talked to a strongman competitor, um, you know, different sports. And it's kind of like, all right, bodybuilding is my way of continuing once that sport has, you know, come to fruition or I can no longer compete in it. So I think the big thing is, you know, hypertrophy is pretty forgiving if you're at least challenging yourself.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And I, I would hope that I can perform as an athlete for my whole life. So that's why I still kind of incorporate it because I still want to be able to move. Um, I know that there's that argument: are bodybuilders athletes? And I will one hundred percent say that I am, just because I, the way that I'm able to move and all the activities that I can get involved in, I'm not just put in one box.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and at, the, at the very least, you're maintaining some level of fitness, health, strength, right? And the sports performance and the athletic system can be trained, but look across at your peers or like any one of our peers, right? Like how many individuals that played sports have reached, you know, 30, mid-30, greater and haven't done anything in a decade, right? So yeah, yeah. whether or not people want to call bodybuilding a, a sport is up to them but i can still step on most fields and, and compete and i'm sure you can do the same and dan you the same right because you're just still in shape debatable i'd probably need a little bit of time but <laughs> well you need time but you could do it right better than yeah. the guy that hasn't touched uh you know a soccer ball a hockey puck in 10 years right right
2: yeah, yeah well yeah,
1: it's, absolutely. Not
2: just, it's not just for me and um and i'm sure a lot of people in our community can say the same thing it's really something that could go into our generations after us. So I don't have anybody in my family that has ever been in this world. And from what I've seen with younger families or even families that have been in this industry for so long, I get to see younger kids watching their parents or brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, everybody, their family is up on stage and they're inspired themselves. And it's just something that'll continue on. And it's a healthy it's a healthy thing to be involved in. So Mm -hmm. I don't have my own family yet, but I know that what I'm doing right now is going to be passed along for several generations. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it sets an example for, for health, like you said, right? There's an expectation that some sort of physical activity is normal within their daily life, which in some individuals in our society just isn't the case, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. So We finished out Mr. America, Mrs. America, right? What are we doing going forward? Where are you at right now in the process? You recovering? You kind of thinking about plans for next year? How's the training changed? Let's dive into that a little bit.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's actually taken me probably three weeks now to feel fully recovered. Um, Mm -hmm. So I actually ended up doing the CrossFit competition on Sunday after body and so you know doing that i I did it at a scaled level which for the length the the level of strength that I had that day um it was it was tough it was very very tough and I knew it was going to be tough when I signed up for it um but it's basically four very tough quick workouts um in one day so it took me all the way up until now basically so now I'm just I tried to move weights nothing too crazy um you know no crazy cardio or anything like that just trying to get back to a little bit of a normal schedule um which could be mentally challenging because you know you're coming off such a high on such a crazy win you just kind of like want to keep going um and it's also hard to see because other people are still competing and they're in their prime time and um they're competition season so it's like dang like I wish I was still going for it but I will be planning better for next year um I think that I'm looking more so to plan around this time of the year get more shows around now um from what I'm seeing and I still I still feel very young and new in this um like I said I just got my pro card in 2018 so it's only been a couple of years and i was brand new at it so i am still learning a whole lot uh, but with everybody that i'm connecting with it's it's been a blessing to see everybody else's experience so i'm kind of definitely learning a lot more that way uh, but like i said next year i'm going to be planning for more fall shows
0: and defending well, I mean- the title
2: oh yes i'll be coming back i'll be Good. coming back that is one show that i will for sure be announcing that i'm coming back
1: there we go there we go yeah and you know you've already proven that you can compete at a high caliber against high caliber athletes so the falls when a lot of the big shows are anyway so you may as well just expect hopefully to be competing at some of those big shows what federation it is i mean that's up to you and that's a whole can of worms that we probably won't open but yeah
0: there's <laughs> a lot of good fall shows though in general yeah. a lot of different works
1: there-
2: yeah yeah i'm i'm noticing, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, your coach is actually heading, um, is that this weekend or coming up, the USBF America Championships or whatever they call it, right?
2: They, I believe they just had the USBF. I think there's oh, one from okay. Minnesota. I'm not sure which one that one is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, but, there's quite, they kind of like roll, and that's why I really like the the timing of Mr. America, right? It kind of kicks off the like championship season, if you will. Right, right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, anything. So any feedback from the judges that you kind of took to heart, anything you're going to change specifically for next year? Is it more just the same, right? A little bit more conditioning, a little bit tighter, and then maintaining the muscle that you do have.
2: Yeah. For me, I I don't want to focus too much on judges feedback other than what I know back that I need to work on. So Mm -hmm. I've got a couple of things that I know that I'll, I'll be making adjustments for. Um, so basically that's, that's what I'll be working towards this year.
1: There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And we will definitely look for you there next year. We'll be there again as well. I don't think any of us will be on stage, but who knows? <laughs> One of us might get the edge. None
0: of us the next year. Probably <laughs> no. not. 2024, probably not. 2025, probably.
1: Yeah. 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 That's for sure. Um, yeah, Dan, any, any talking points that I missed? Anything you want to you know, ask away?
0: What were the few things that you are, were looking to improve? I mean, you won the title, so you, you alluded to a few things that you were looking to improve still. Um, were those things judges told you or and what, what were they?
2: Well, um, I know that coming in tighter is going to be super important. Um, I... What I can say is that I bring an overall great package, not just visually like how my body is looking, but it it comes with the details of your attitude, your confidence, um, how you do your hair, how you do your makeup. So you had I the know-
0: red and the blue. and I noticed that I perfect for Miss America. Yeah. Are-
2: All that kind of stuff. So all that stuff matters. So um, I just have to maintain keeping my same personality and shine when I'm up on stage. Um, It's just going to be a matter of continuing getting to that leanness that a lot of these competitors are coming in at. Um, Everybody's going to have that critique. Everybody's going to have to come in a little bit tighter. Everybody's going to have to grow muscle. So that's always going to be it. Um, I have heard, I have heard wanting or needing to take my quads down just a little bit. Um, but how I take that as I just need to build everything else up more. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I find it really hard to think that as a natural bodybuilder, there's any one athlete that really should like intentionally shrink a muscle when we work so hard to just build them. Right. So, yeah, Yeah.
2: I mean, and. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to get, um, fee- and I'm not saying which shows that I'm getting this feedback from just to be very clear. Um, but I, um, I won't understand somebody telling me that I need to do less quad work. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I, because mean, I, I mean, I love doing leg workouts. I think that's one of my favorites. Um, so intentionally not working out that part is a struggle for me so
1: yeah yeah absolutely and right if conditioning is one of the factors that you have to bring up I mean that's probably just an area that might be holding a little bit extra body fat anyway so as you tighten up they're going to shrink down and and you know problem solve without under training them intentionally
2: yeah yeah and I think definitely um, diet too making sure that I'm not starting um, a prep super low and calories and i think that would help out tremendously in my process which is i think one of my biggest downfalls from this past season is just starting out super lean already and not really having much wiggle room to make adjustments so
1: is, go okay. ahead nope you got I was just gonna say that's the opposite problem of what most people have, myself included. I start just way, way too heavy and then I'm like, ah shit, I gotta drop fifty pounds to be where I need to be. So yeah, yeah, that's on me. (laughs)
2: Um I think the problem was is that I before this this year, I was trying to stay just like in a very fit twenty four seven, I wanna look shredded all the time look. Mm -hmm. Um I I was on I've basically I was on keto for almost two years. So, you know, I know a lot of people do keto maybe in their last like month or so in their prep or they're just like maybe three or four months. Um, But I was doing that for a very long time. So my body could have reached a peak where it was like, yeah, we're, we're not doing this, this, this anymore. So slowly transitioning back into getting carbs in my system so that hopefully, Next year I won't have that issue.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine. I, I've done some dramatic things and I've done keto for short periods of time and it just it always hurts. I don't know. I can't pro- props to you for sticking with it that long because yeah, a couple weeks of like unintentional keto is what I call it, right? Just because my calories were so low and I <laughs> was like <"Pff>, screw this. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, it's definitely painful. Going yeah. into it, out of it, it's just yeah, it could be a mess. So I understand
1: yeah what was the point that you had prior
0: i was going to ask cuz uh you you said that you know you got some feedback that some judges said to to bring down your quads and and you did note that and we noted it, i'm sure in the in the live stream that your muscularity definitely stood out and mm-hmm. uh it sounds like from from your background that you still probably have a good bit of room to to even grow um we also touched on a little bit you know the transition to, to physique or whip women's bodybuilding Um, Mm -hmm. is that something you would think about in the future? Maybe, maybe not next year, but you know, if, if you're, if you grow to a certain point and, and would you consider making that transition? Um, I mean, I, it seems like with your, with your frame, with, you know, with your propensity to build muscle that you could be competitive condition dependent. Um, so I'm curious your thoughts on that. Maybe that's looking further ahead, but.
2: Yeah, I definitely don't rule anything out. Um, I've even considered possibly doing wellness since that's becoming a little bit more popular. Um, I, I know though, that I'm a little bit bigger on top, but I feel like a lot of these, um, bikini and wellness girls are coming in a lot more muscular. So definitely something that I've considered. Um, I've done a physique class before, um, just to see how I would do. And I ended up doing really well. Um, I was just a bigger frame. Um, and I think that's why I ended up doing well. Um, but the ladies are typically a lot tighter. <laughs> so that would be a very big challenge for me. Um, but yeah, I've definitely considered it. Um, it just depends. It depends if I if I continue to compete more and I continue to get feedback judges saying that maybe i'm a little bit on the too muscular side for figure um then of course i would i would consider changing the class Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah and you're you're someone i i kind of like echo what you think right like the physique girls tend to be pretty shredded and then bodybuilding which unfortunately we don't see too many classes of bodybuilding nowadays but when you do see them the same idea right just like super super lean maybe on the smaller side that's in the natural organizations. Now, have you put any consideration into like NPC figure or anything like that, or NPC wellness? Since you had hinted at wellness,
2: you know i I haven't considered it because I was previously an OCB pro, so I would have never tried to cross the line because of for obvious reasons the rules that were implied then. Um, mm-hmm. There are shows, local shows um, here in Florida that are NPC where, you know, I'm, I'm looking at them and I'm like, man, I could definitely compete against them naturally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've definitely thought about it. I've definitely seen though, some, some ladies that just as a natural athlete, there's no way that I'd be able to stand next to them on stage. Um, it would, it would look silly, but um i haven't completely ruled it out now i do know that there's um ifbb i think there's ifbb naturals right is
1: that correct? there there are there's like one right one ifbb ben, show Ben
0: weeders and
1: yeah yeah it it's like a hot topic it's no. a hot topic we <laughs> the the And I don't want to slander it in any way. We have questions about like what the testing actually entails and and some of the, is it natural now versus natural forever type question. Right. So yeah, it is present though. It absolutely is an option that some people do.
2: Right. Right. I just think that there's so many natural options, like the bigger natural organizations that have more shows, um, I would just, I'd probably just still consider staying in the natural Mm -hmm. realm and not branch out.
1: Yeah. We obviously respect that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And, and, you know, the big critique was always like, well, the money's in the MPC IFBB. So that's why people do that. And the the honors there and blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, if, if you keep having the top athletes go over, yeah, it'll stay that way, but to you know really grow the sport, you need some of the champions to really be champions of natural bodybuilding. So we obviously Mm -hmm. love to hear you say that. That's right. Yeah. yeah
2: cool. know, um, a lot of people are out there to, to chase, chase the big checks, but at the end of the day, um, it, that's very hard to come by a lot of it, it. I think a lot of people, if they do have the opportunity to just compete for money, um, then they're in a really great spot. But unfortunately I can't compete that much. Um, mm-hmm. be able to say yeah i'm chasing a check the checks for us now is just we're lucky if that pays travel maybe entry Mm -hmm. fee um, which is super nice uh, but that's not really what i'm in it for
1: yeah yeah i I think a lot of people would echo that sentiment as well right it's it's about being competitive you know Mm -hmm. it's about testing yourself it's not about any financial gains or sponsorships or anything like that at least for us
2: that's right
0: we're
1: still hoping that changes, though. So. Well, yeah, absolutely, right. If someone wants to throw me a fat check for doing what I'm doing, I'll take it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah so if anyone's listening, I am accepting bribes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, were you about to say something there, Ryan?
2: Uh, no, I was just saying if anybody wants to, I'll accept a sponsorship,
1: though. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there we go, there we go. You're on a good podcast for it, right? Hopefully, some some powerful people are listening to this one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Any thoughts, Dan? Or are we are we getting close on time? I can't see it on I my.
0: I think hand. we're pretty close to time. So yeah, I think uh, I think we can kind of get to into the wrap up phase. Is there anything you want to touch on before we close out? Love to have you share your socials, where to find you. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you can find me on instagram i have two accounts so it might be a little bit confusing um my main account is ryan 10 r-i-a-n-e one zero um you see a lot of my life content there um fitness life my dog of course i don't know if you can hear her kind of running around I see, here. I
0: see her, Seen her roaming around yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i'm surprised that she hasn't barked yet because when she doesn't get the attention when the focus isn't on her it's a problem um, <laughs> but you'll I have a lot of i think i have a decent amount of following just for her um on that account but i also have a fitness account so it's just strictly fitness uh it's just like diane so again that's how i have to explain name. just like diane um so that's my instagram i do have facebook barely use it but it's there it's there mm-hmm. um i also have a tiktok if you want to follow my tiktok it's just like diane um and i think that's it as far as my socials go
1: Okay, there we go. And we sometimes like to ask people, you know, concluding thoughts, message that you would give to young athletes or people that are kind of looking up to you and, and trying to follow your journey here. What would you say?
2: I would say it's never too late to start and it's never too early to start. I have a lot of younger athletes looking to get into this. And I say, get your mind on it now. And I have a lot of older folks that are like, man, I just... I'm too old. You know, I'm not, I can't get into, I'm like, absolutely. You know, who scares me the most when I get on stage, the masters. Mm -hmm. They've been in it. They've been building for a long time. So never too late, never too early to start.
1: There we go. I love it. I think that's a perfect way to end this one up. So we want to thank you um, for, for taking your time to join us on the podcast. I'm sure the subscribers and the fans are really going to love this episode If you guys did love this episode, please give it a like, subscribe, follow, share, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, I don't even know where all we're at, but we're everywhere. Um, And that's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you in the next one.
0: Thank you, Ryan. Thank you.